<笑>鬼岛之音 ，Ghost Island Media。Hey garbage people, today we're gonna have a shorter episode because we're working on something really special. Our first live show. It's called Waste Not Why Not Live, and it's happening August thirty first in Taipei, Taiwan, four p.m. at the Red Room. We're gonna have a panel discussion with sustainable business leaders, from electric vehicles to smart trash cans to sustainable textiles. I'm gonna ask them questions about how to build a sustainable business. Come join us. We'll include a link in the description, and it's also on our Facebook page. Waste not, why not? Come meet them and me. We'll see you there. Hey guys, Emily Waiwu here, producer of this show. You might have heard me from previous episodes. So over the past month, I've been getting a lot of questions from friends asking me, "Are biodegradable plastics real? Are they actually good for the environment?" And so today, we're going to be talking about just that. I'm Nature Nate, and this is Emily, and this is Waste Not Why Not, a podcast where we talk about how not to save the environment. I'm an environmental researcher based in Taiwan, and I know a lot about biodegradable plastic. Summer is here. It's time for a vacation. Maybe you live in Taiwan or are looking to travel to Taiwan. And you know what they say: planning is half the fun, right? I love looking at logistics and going through 20 pages of Airbnb and sorting through the top 10 lists of the top 10 lists of where to go. Exciting, right? No, you just don't have the time. So look for One Taiwan, W A N Taiwan, for a handpicked, customized itinerary for you in English. Here's what you do: you tell them what you're looking for, they give you a set of recommendations, you decide on the recommendations because you trust them, and they do the rest. Booking and confirming everything. All you need to do is show up for your trip. One Taiwan W A N Taiwan is offering 10% off for Waste Not Why Not listeners with the code Waste Not. So that's W A N TaiwanTravel.com. Again, W A N TaiwanTravel.com and the code Waste Not. Nature Nate, yesterday at the office. I gave you a piece of gum. I thank you for the gum. I, I spit it out. I didn't really like it that much. It was tasty, but do you remember I was reading the packaging and、yeah. it said it was biodegradable? Yes. Do you remember what you said? I I actually learned something. That started a series of knowledge events where we discovered that gum is、uh, made of plastic. Well, first of all, you didn't believe that. You said, "Oh, of course, it was the." Paper packaging that was biodegradable. Yes, because I thought they were just greenwashers. Because I assume everyone's a greenwasher, which is the default mode of thinking that you should have. It is true. I've been seeing a lot of advertisements on biodegradable plastic bags. I think some people are really excited and say, "Oh, this is really good because we wanted to do something about plastic pollution, and now finally there's this really good solution." Well, if you listen to episodes one, two, or four, you will learn that the problem is not necessarily plastics ending up in the ocean or their degradability. It's the structural issue of single-use items. Okay, let's start from the very basics. We can't talk about biodegradable plastic without first talking about plastic. I mean, you've seen The Graduate, right? Everybody knows what plastic is. It's the future. Dustin、you、Hoffman. Are, yeah, everyone、no. references that movie when they talk about plastics. They start their TED talk with. In the graduate, this man said that plastics are the future, but are they really? Yes, they are the future, but not for straws. What is a plastic? I'll answer your question. Plastic is ancient algae that's been compressed over thousands and millions of years into a carbon-rich sludge that we call crude oil. 
that we then use drills and wells to suck up from the earth and then we basically boil that, crack it, distill it, and process it into a malleable compound, what we commonly refer to as plastic. There are many, many different kinds of plastics. Keep in mind, all plastic is technically organic, like in organic chemistry, meaning it's carbon-based. So there's no such thing as like oil just mysteriously appearing in the earth. It all came from a living being. Okay, how is biodegradable plastic different? Bioplastic is anything derived from a living organic or previously or recently living organic compound, which differs from regular plastic, which is from ancient living compounds. But biodegradable plastic or bioplastic gets mixed around and confused, and there's many different types. So for the purposes of clarity, let's say we're going to talk about polylactic acid, polylactide acid, PLA, which is not People's Liberation Army, the thing threatening to destroy Hong Kong at this moment, it is a type of plastic that is theoretically compostable. And so I've included a lot of caveats and explanations because marketers will just say, oh, this is bioplastic. But polylactic acid is deceptively named because they don't mention that compound is actually a polyester. And polyester you may have heard of as the fabric or as plastic bottles, PET. So that means that actually PLA has a lot of the attributes that we want from plastic rigid form, resistant to degradation, and in fact, you can only really break down PLA once it reaches a temperature of about 56 degrees Celsius. That's when it starts to break down. That doesn't mean that it's going to instantly dissolve. There are other plastics that quote-unquote instantly dissolve. Um, those are oxo-degradable plastics, like the ones that you have for Tide Pods. How long does it need to be in that environment for it to break down? That's a really good question. According to some researchers at Berkeley, it can take anywhere from 60 to 90 days According to scientists who tested these various types of biodegradable plastics or so-called compostable plastics in bag form, after nine months, these so-called biodegradable and compostable bags that were exposed to just air and oxygen being left outside all degraded. They lost their physical structure. But when they were, some of them, when they were submerged inside of water or when they were buried in the ground, after three years, they were able to retain their physical structure and were even able to hold groceries. So just because something says it's biodegradable or compostable doesn't mean that in a natural environment or an unnatural environment like a landfill, it doesn't mean it's just going to disappear. This is a misconception we have with trash. Even if something biodegrades, actually what could be happening is it just could be fragmenting. For example, regular plastic fragments in the ocean. The plastic garbage patch is actually a plastic soup of trillions of microplastic fragments. I don't have a backyard. Say if I did, can I build a hot room and put supposedly biodegradable plastic in there for 60 to 90 days? And will that make the plastic go away? You can do better than that. You don't have to make a sauna. You can actually just make a hot compost pile. And we've looked online and seen blogs and people just personally reporting that they've been able to shrink and break down and basically fragment these PLA plastic chunks inside of their hot compost pile. Because compost gets really hot. A lot of microbial activity going on there. You're saying that actually works? I can actually compost that? You can actually fragment that PLA plastic. What's unclear is if that plastic is completely gone. So if you were to use that compost to grow food, then there would still be fragments present when you're growing food. Is that going to impact the food that you grow? Probably not. I don't think there's any health risks of that. There's also very minimal health risks of just using plastic anyway. We drink out of plastic bottles, we humans consume plastic and, and poop out plastic, and we're dying from lots of other things at a much more severe and frightening rate. So take us back in time, though. 
Take us back in time. How, at what point, do we decide we were going to experiment into making biodegradable plastics? Well, actually, that was one of the first types of plastic that we created. I think in the 1700s, we experimented with making plastics out of a protein derived from milk, and then of course we had rubber, which is kind of like a plastic. So those were kind of the first bioplastics, and we had that before we had synthetic plastic. Then we kind of forgot about this for a while because oil's dope, and we could just use it to make plastic, and plastic was this material of the future. However, people started to get concerned,、uh, starting in the 1970s, but also then again in the 2000s, about access to oil. And the U.S. had this drive for energy independence. So one way to reduce our dependence on so-called foreign oil was to develop alternative ways to create plastic, which use a significant amount of oil to create petrochemical products. So Dow Chemical partnered with Cargill and created a joint venture called NatureWorks, and they're one of the largest producers of this. So-called bioplastic PLA. And what was it that NatureWorks supposed to have solved? It was supposed to create a plastic that did not rely on oil. That was the intended goal.、Mm-hmm. Their kind of secondary goal that they've now fallen into later on, especially with all these plastic bag bans and in general plastic bans, is that hey, this is also something that can degrade. And if you go to facilities that make PLA, they're very proud of the fact that it smells like bread. It doesn't smell like this sort of cancer-causing plastic, but don't let that deceive you. These are polyesters. These are plastics. These have many of the same environmental impacts. I wrote an article for NewsLens, which you will also link in the comments, and that kind of is a shortcut to show you the life cycle impacts of these types of bioplastics, which still do have a very real environmental impact. So that was two thousand and one. Was that anywhere successful? Did they produce it at a scale that was adopted by others? Did that become? I mean, oh now- yeah, yeah, for sure. There's bioplastic associations. It's the second largest bioplastic that's used. PLA was, by many accounts, successful. You can find it in many major markets. You can find products made out of it. And now, if anything, things are a lot better because we have a much higher level of sophistication of so-called bioplastic products. So NatureWorks, you know, despite being created by two evil companies, did lead to a lot of innovations that came down the road because it made investors and the chemical industry more open to bioplastics and see there's demand. So now we have algae-based plastics. We're looking at making bioplastics out of agricultural waste, which is very good, which deals with a lot of the issues we have. Traditional bioplastics, which have to use Sort of virgin or specifically grown agricultural products to make them. Well, how do you make a facility that could treat plastic like that? Have waste management systems of the world caught up? Has that happened? No,、yet? no, and that's also not the way we should have ever designed products. So, according to NatureWorks themselves, as quoted in another article, there are about 150 industrial composting sites in the U.S. Industrial composting site could be gigantic composting rows, so like your own backyard but scaled up to a city level. Or it could be anaerobic digesters. Of those 150 in the U.S., only 25% receive bioplastics. And of those, we're kind of skeptical that they're actually degraded and used in the compost because they take much longer time to compost than traditional organic waste. A banana doesn't have the same performance requirements that a plastic bag does. So a banana will just degrade in 30 to 60 days. Bioplastics takes 60 to 90 days to degrade an industrial facility. Without the right treatment facilities in my city, I can't actually degrade this. You can call, and in fact, I encourage listeners to call or talk to or do the necessary research to find out if they can process compostable plastics in their city. 
But it gets confusing because product makers will say that their product is either bioplastic or compostable. Sometimes they have certifications, but local municipal actors may not realize that that is a certification they should use. It's similar thing with uh, numbers on plastic. So plastics are numbered one through seven, but that doesn't necessarily mean just because two things are plastic number one doesn't mean that that's actually the same type of plastic and that they can be recycled together. Which recycling bin do I put the PLA biodegradable plastic bag in? If you're in the U.S., you can put it in your yard waste bin, but there's not really a guarantee that it's going to get into the industrial composting facility. It could be screened out before it gets there because. Most people who work in that processing facility will probably just assume that that bag is made out of regular plastic. Because if you're processing thousands of tons of waste and you see a bag, you're going to get rid of that bag. Because if you're wrong, you're going to be putting plastic into compost, which is going to vastly affect the quality. In an ideal world, say we're making a new city on planet Nate. I like this planet. How would you design that waste management system so that you can have? Biodegradable products and still have facilities to treat these products. How much of this do you need? How long would it take? If I was going to redesign a city from scratch, I would make sure that there is both industrial compost facilities to have these large composting rows and also anaerobic digestion. So a lot of food waste and a lot of organic waste is not appropriate to be used inside of industrial composting facilities. This is sort of a challenge in Taiwan right now because you can't just give all of your kitchen trash to pigs. Some of it's not appropriate. You can't just give all your kitchen trash in a compost pile. It'll be unbalanced. It will rot instead of degrade in a way that's beneficial to soil. So you need a mix of these facilities. Plastic and food waste are mortal enemies. They're like kryptonite and Superman, or oil and water, or Nate and fossil fuel lobbyists. They just don't go well together. You can't compost food that's mixed with plastic, and you can't recycle plastic that's mixed with food. Using these biodegradable plastics would be good in sort of food scenarios. I used to work at a zero waste NGO that did zero waste for special events,、mm -hmm. and we were able to achieve 99% diversion from landfill because for like forks and knives and food trays and containers, we would use either paper or these biodegradable plastics. And because they were such a small volume compared to food waste, it was easy to mitigate them. It was easy to compost them. So, rather, we should think about how to design products that either. Last an insanely long time, or degrade. Well, plastics does that already, right? Four hundred years. But we should match that with the scale of use to that product. We want a computer that could last four hundred years. You know, we want a T-shirt that could last four hundred years. This shirt's from my great 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 grandpa. That would be very powerful. But for things like straws, for things like cups that only are used for a temporary period of time, we should not be making them out of materials that last so long. With bioplastics, we're sort of in this. Horrible middle ground where it lasts long enough for it to be difficult to degrade,、mm -hmm. but not long enough for it to be super durable.、Mm -hmm. We don't want to be there. So, not on planet Nate. So right now, what happens? There's not even a place in my city to treat the biodegradable plastic bag that I might have bought the other day. No,、oh, it just gets burned. It's fine. I mean, it's not fine, but it's okay. It just gets burned. At least if you're in Taiwan or Japan or in many parts of Europe that have industrial waste incinerators. If you're in the U.S., those bioplastics are nine times out of ten, nine point five times out of ten, just going to go to landfill. You're not really going to be giving them their special composting treatment unless you go out of your way to do it, like that NGO I used to work for in、mm -hmm. California.、Mm -hmm. 
So it doesn't make any difference at this moment. For places that don't have the correct For a city level going around day to day, mm -hmm. not really. If you're able to kind of have an enclosed space like a university and you know very confidently what this trash is going to contain, or if you or it's like a special event and you just want to use mm -hmm. biodegradable plastics for that and you can kind of reliably collect that, you can source that to a proper disposal company, then yeah, that makes sense. That's fine. But widespread use of bioplastics in multiple countries with radically different waste management structures mm -hmm. is not going to be good and more likely than not it's just deceptive but is it is it worse for the world um save your brand and you are an e-commerce brand right you have customers from all over the world in places where some might have treatment centers and some might not in that case, do you say, yeah, well, I will adopt to biodegradable plastics. And once it goes out from here, I don't have control over where my customers are coming from. But in the case that they live on some sort of a planet Nate like place, the blacks can find their way into treatment centers. Is that actually better for the world? Or does on planet Nate? Yes. <laughs> but on planet Earth, I don't think it's better. I think you would need to try and source a type of bioplastic that is either uh, naturally compostable in a natural environment or just use paper or use a type of plastic that is easy to recycle. Because again, plastic does have a lot of efficiencies associated with it. From what I've seen, we don't really have bioplastics yet that offer enough environmental benefits to be significantly different and you really run the risk of confusing consumers. I very rarely see companies transparently communicating the limitations of their bioplastic materials. In short, um, we have to unfortunately spend a lot of due diligence and intentionality when we're creating a product or when we're buying a product. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying that you should necessarily refuse a product just because it's packaged in bioplastic, but you should think about that and you should contact the company if you're concerned. And if they don't give you a good answer, they might be trying to deceive you. Well, listeners, I think the takeaway is be wary of some of the hypes about biodegradable plastics. It's not all bad, but just do find out if your city has a treatment facility center to process these biodegradable plastics. Or if you have a yard, you can do it on your own, but that's totally not a scalable solution. As I frequently say on this show, you have to live your life with intention. You have to find out if these products are good and you have to do the research yourself. All right. I'm Emily. I am looking at Nature Nate, and this has been the Waste Not Why Not podcast recorded in a very nice studio in Taipei, Taiwan. Subscribe to our show. Support us on Patreon. Yes, we are Waste Not Why Not on Patreon and Facebook and Waste Not Pod on Twitter and Instagram. This has been a Ghost Island media production recorded on a Yeti microphone provided by Blue. This episode was produced by Nature Nate and myself, Emily Waiwu. Original theme song by Chris Lowe. New show logo art by Thomas Lee. Thanks, Thomas. Thanks, Tom. Thank you for listening. Bye. Bye. Oh, nice harmony. <laughs>